0: Hallelujah, that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? Amen. The name is powerful because of the life that he lived when he was here on earth. The name is power. There are, there are a lot of, you've heard me say this before, church, there, there are those in this room, we know people that are named Jesus that live in this life right now. I have a, a friend whose name is Jesus, Jesus, Amen. No, but the Jesus that we're singing about, the Jesus that brings power is that Jesus that lived 2,000 years ago, that Jesus that walked up out of a tomb alive and said, touch, here are the nail prints, that body went into the grave, is the same body that came out of the grave, reanimated, back to life, in Jesus name you have his life, amen, Hallelujah. hallelujah, it sounds like it's going to be... A great service here this morning, Lord, because you're here with us. We've sung praises to your name. Father, we have bringing glory to your name right now. Lord, we believe, we believe, we believe. So we know that you're here in the midst of us. So, Lord, it's with humility and some trembling that I stand before you now, Lord, and ask that you would anoint me, that you would bless me, that I would be able to speak your words and not my own. Lord, let my own flesh, let my own emotions get out of the way. Let these folks that are in this room and the folks that are listening digitally hear your word. Not mine, yours. Lord, that we all may be transformed, looking more like Jesus than we had when we came in. Father, I pray this in your great name. Jesus, bless us, bless us, that we may bless you. Amen? Amen. So let's get right to it. I'm going to read out of Psalm chapter 33. And, and I want to tell you, and I'm not going to apologize for it, there's going to be some scripture today. Because right. it is truly Tony's... It, it's, it's not Tony's word that counts. It, it, it's God's word that counts. Amen? All right. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. For praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with harp. With the harp. Make melody to Him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to Him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is right and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. All the host of them, by the breath of his mouth, he gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Let the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Amen. My brothers and sisters, today we're going to be talking about the Word, the Word, the Word. So we're going right in now to Mark. In Mark chapter 1, verse 21. (laughs) Please read with me. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he, Jesus, taught them as one having authority and not as one of the scribes. This is important. One of the scribes who, was, who, was, who had an office. He held an office. This scribe, he, he had an office. My brothers and sisters, probably very well educated, not only in the law, but also in the, uh, as it related to human education. Probably spoke more than one language, more than two languages. But it was someone who wrote new history, wrote history. It's someone uh, highly... Uh, looked upon in, as, as someone who, you know, had this office, someone who had some status, someone who had stature, someone who looked at, was looked at with a certain degree of, 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 I don't know, just admiration, amen? Someone who was put on a little bit of a pedestal because of what they knew in their office, amen? Uh, and I'm saying that because, look, I want to call your attention, for he taught them as one having authority, not as a scribe. So the scribe had some authority. The scribe had an office. But they were marveling at the way Jesus taught because he was even teaching something that made him stand out even above them, who they respected. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out saying, Let us along. What have, we to do? what have you had to do with us, Jesus Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Now look at this with me together on 27. Then they were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. My brothers and sisters, you kind of get the tone and tenor today. It's, it's the authority of the word of God. Jesus in the beginning was the word. The word was God. Right, the word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh. We dwelt among we. He dwelt among us, and we beheld him as the only begotten of the Father. My brothers and sisters, the living Word came down that we might know and see the authority of the written Word of the Rama of God. My brothers and sisters, there is so much given. I'm I'm going to bust. Lord, help me. <laughs> I'm going to try my best to stay unemotional glue me down. We are hearing so much these days and there are so many people. Amen. There's help. somebody's helping me preach. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, we're hearing so many words of wisdom. We're hearing so much follow the science. We're hearing all of these things, all the modern day philosophers and all the modern day geniuses and all this stuff, only to find out later on, oops. Now, I've said this to you within the last couple of weeks. You know what? When everybody was trying to lambaste Dr. Fauci for changing something, well, you said this at first, and now, and he said something very profound. What he said was, basically, I'm going to give you tony language, what he said was, that was what we knew then. But now we know this. Okay? Can't blame him for that. But my brothers and sisters, the Word of God transcends time. It's not going to change. Heaven and earth shall pass, but my Word will remain. Hallelujah. We don't have to go... God is not going to change His mind. What He said will last forever. It's not, oops, God didn't... There's not an oops for God. God's not going to say, oh, wait a minute, I didn't expect that. No, 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 no. The Word is forever. Forever the word is forever. Jesus Christ, the living word, the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. My brothers and sisters, there's do we do we get the full gravity of that? Do we know what it is that he's given us? Do we know See and, and listen, I am so glad my brothers and sisters that we are living as a new to, a new covenant generation, right? Those folks in the Old Testament, they were living according to the law of Moses and the prophets. And they were looking forward to Jesus. They were looking ahead, right? right? They're looking somewhere on the horizon. There's this promise to come. And we get to look back and know that God's Word is absolutely true, because all of those things that He promised, He gave us in Jesus. All of those prophecies, all of those things, even from the garden, when God made the prophecy Himself, and He told the serpent, the seed of the woman is going to crush your head. You're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. Prophesying of the coming one, of the one that would, be, would have the Spirit without measure, the one who would be the perfect Lamb, the one that would go to the cross, so that what was lost in that garden would be, re, be regained through Him for all of us to enjoy. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. God spoke that word and it came to pass. Yes. He's not a man that she, He should lie, neither the Son of Man that He should repent or change. Amen. And I'm so glad for that. Yeah. So let's go ahead now to Luke 8. Listen to me and we'll have read a little bit together, but listen to me. Now it happened on a certain day that He got into a boat with His disciples. I'm just going to tell you. We all know this. This is when we were this high, we, we knew this story. Remember, He's saying, get in the boat, we need to get in a boat, we're going to the other side. And so they get into the boat, and they're going to the other side, and a storm comes up, and it's whipping, and it's tossing, and so on and so forth. And they're, 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 His apostles, they're afraid. And Jesus is asleep on a pillow. Amen. And He's asleep, and they're going to wake Him. Don't you care? We're, we're about to die. Jesus... Jesus stood up. But see, I'm going to say it Tony style. He stood up. What, where, what, 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 what? I said, we're going to the other side. But he gets and he rose. He rebuked the wind and the raging water and, and it ceased and it was calm. But look at verse 25 with me. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. He has authority by his word, even over nature, over everything. Even the very winds and the waves have to obey him at his word. He commands it, that obeys. But look what he says first to Where's your faith? I said we were going to the other side. You're not going to die. We're going to the other side. You you know what? There's a a storm. There's some some stuff happening. There's some circumstances and there's some situations that don't look good. It it doesn't look like it's going to turn out like God said it would. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain. My brothers and sisters, I read the back of the book. You win! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. And, you know, I want to share something with you because it just was... I had to go do something on my other job this week. And I went and this gentleman is is uh, lamenting. I dropped off a part of something that we needed to be fixed. And he's lamenting over the, the time that we're living in and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And, yeah, and, and I agree that a lot of what he was saying was absolutely true. We're, we're experiencing that. We're in the middle of a lot of bad situations. And as it works in every area of our lives right now, things don't look good. Things are... But, my brothers and sisters, I didn't know what to tell the man. He wasn't a believer, but I, but I just, on the way out, I just said, listen, I read the back of the book. We win. He reacted. I didn't even know he, thought he I was thinking he was going to, what book? <laughs> he, he said, that's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah hallelujah it doesn't matter what you're going through it doesn't matter how bad the storm looks by listen by his word by his authority we're getting there yeah. <laughs> somebody didn't hear me yeah. by his word yeah. by his authority we're getting there Amen. but it doesn't look good I know it doesn't look good it didn't look good to them either but we walk by faith not by sight and our faith is not in our own in our own ability. Our faith is not in what we can accomplish or what we can do. Our faith is in what He said would be accomplished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to go to another place. You guys are familiar with this. In Matthew uh, chapter 8. Remember Jesus again at Capernaum. There was a certain centurion, a Roman centurion that went up to Him. This Roman centurion, He loved the Jewish people and He had a servant who was sick. And He said to Jesus, Lord, you know, I have this servant, he's sick, he's, he's, he's paralyzed. He's, would you please, can, can you help me? <laughs> and Jesus said, yes, let's go. Look at with me in verse 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant would be healed. For, be, for I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, Go. And he goes to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. Can you imagine that? Can you, can you imagine that? Have your faith had, take Jesus back? His faith took Jesus back. He didn't expect that this man was a Gentile. This man wasn't of the house of Israel. But yet he understood who Jesus was. And this man was moved. Why? Because he wanted to see a sign, wonder, or mirror? No, he was moved because he had love for somebody. He had love for somebody. Did you hear what I just said? He had love for somebody. Oh, I I need him to hurry up and get up and go to work. No. I need him to... No, he could have just went ahead and got him another one. He didn't do that. He had love for somebody. And he went to the Master because he knows what the Master is capable of. He knows this is the one. And he says, I'm not even worthy that you should even enter my house. I, I don't even have the right to do this. See, we we all have been taught these things, these different things from different theologies and denominations and all this other stuff. Listen, only in Jesus am I worthy. That's right. Only in Jesus am I worthy. Why is that important? Because you have some people right now who are saying, "Well, Jesus and and Buddha and uh, Muhammad." And no, in Jesus and Jesus only. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Can you believe that? It took Jesus back. <laughs> For I am also a man under authority. You heard all that. Surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Now if you read the rest of this chapter, he, or this, this passage, he talks about how there's going to be children of Israel who won't make it, but there are going to be Gentiles from all nations all around that will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because of this kind of faith. Faith in what? Faith in the authority of God's Word. Faith in Jesus Christ, the living Word. And knowing that that Word supersedes everything. Right? We just read it in Psalms together. Or I read it and you listened and hopefully you understood. It's, but he spoke it and it came to be. That's all that has to happen is God has to speak it and it's... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we like this point, this, this kind, because maybe some of you are like me, you came up in a, a different kind of teaching or denomination. I'm going to be reading to you now out of John chapter 14, beginning in verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Is that true? Absolutely it's true. Absolutely it's true. And I praise God in the name of Jesus Christ that this is true. That we can go to Him and we can have confidence. And we've been studying together about prayer and going to Him in prayer. That we can, that we can go to Him and, and have confidence that He hears us when we pray. Amen? But now there have been doctrines and theologies and all this other stuff, especially in the modern church, the Western church, where you, know, you kind of name it and claim it. But see, that's what, because Jesus did it. We get to name it and claim it. And you've heard me say that from this pulpit many times. But that, that's not what he's saying. Right? It all has to do with God being glorified. And then we even from last week in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Without me, you can't do it. So it doesn't matter what you say, what you think, you know, you you may be uh, quoting the scripture that you think you're quoting or this passage that you heard Pastor Tony say or your second favorite preacher say. You can't, you know, and I'm going to say this, or I'm going to say that and it's going to come to be because that scripture says ask anything in my name and I will do it. No, without me, you can't do anything. Well, I'm with you. I'm, I'm using your name. Yeah, there's a lot of people that use names. Because here's what it says in verse 6. If, any, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Look at verse 7 with me. This is the, where the rubber meets the road. If you abide in me, and what? And my words abide in you. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. You will ask, Right? So so you see that there's this authority that the Word has. And you have to know what the Word says in order to go ahead and know what even to ask for. Come on. Oh my gosh. I'm going to preach this side for a minute. Listen, you have to know what the Word says. See, there's this authority that we have and everybody loves that. Yes, I, I can do this and I can do that by the... By faith in Jesus and all this. But you don't even have faith unless you have it from Jesus. By His Spirit. So it's, it all it, it all works according to Him. His authority. I have no authority in and of myself. It's the authority that I have in His Word. From Him and through His Word. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. See, so I can't... Uh, you know, I, there, there have been so many that will go ahead and... and Just pray prayers and all this other stuff. Thank God for that and everything. But you have to understand, my brothers and sisters, we don't even know how to pray, what to ask for, unless we have the Word. Come on, man. I am the way, the Truth. truth, and the life. My words are spirit and they are life. See, I brought some things that I got from a Christian newspaper. I was gonna, I'm not going to read them to you. I'm just going to give you the gist. And it it's just blows me away. There are pastors right now, preachers and evangelists, who are being arrested for saying truth. Now, we. Can, now I know you know this, and all that other stuff, but I really want you to grasp a hold of this. One of these things in here is, recently a uh, an evangelist was a street minister. He's on the streets in London and he's preaching and as he's in the in the process of him preaching he mentioned that homosexuality was sin and transgenderism wrong he even said something to the effect that churches that fly the the and say I don't want this is not an anti just is not an anti homosexual anti transgender and all this other that's I don't want you to focus on that because see I, let me let me pause here a minute because we get so steeped in these obvious abominable things that really that weren't because we think that they're so abominable listen i'm going to say it again like i said it to you hundreds of times before being having homosexual relationship is the same thing as lying they're both going to hell if you are practicing a lie, if you're lying 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 if you have a and you can't tell the truth if you have it's the same thing so but we go ahead in the church and we say some things are worse than others so when i'm saying these things i don't want you to focus just on these things Am I, are you hearing me? But he happened to focus on those things because one of the people, they dated him. They, one of the persons even asked him about it. But he even went as far as saying that any church that flies the rainbow flag is really not part of Christ's church. I agree with everything that he said in, in that article. I went there, don't know exactly what he said. But I will tell you this, that he was arrested. They, someone called the police on him. He was arrested. He was held. He was detained for 10 hours. They let him go in the middle of the night. During this detention process, they, couldn't, they charged him with some things, but during this process, they were trying to get into his, his business. You know, hey, uh, they had him psychoanalyzed. And they're at psych- as they're psychoanalyzing him, they're trying to find out, you know, what he thinks what, and all this stuff. Uh, how, how are you feeling physically? You know, make, like maybe you're just, maybe you're having a mental episode and all this other stuff. And they were trying to get him to, you know, kind of admit that, you know, maybe he's off or whatever. But during this process, he said to this psychoanalyst, he said, let me ask you something. He said, would you call a banana a carrot? Do you know what he's asking, right? How can you call a male a female a female a male? He said, would you call a banana a carrot? Now listen to what this psychologist said to him. If it offended somebody. Do you know what he's saying? He's saying, if someone's a woman, but she wants to step out as a man, if I call a woman it's offensive, that's, that's wrong. I need to lie like she's lying. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just said? So now listen to me. This is where we're living now. This is where we're living, where we have to deny truth that's staring us right in the face. We have to go ahead and accept someone else's version of the truth so that we don't offend them. But the only truth that it's okay to offend is Jesus Christ. The only truth that it's okay to offend in this world is this right here. Everybody else is protected. I'm telling you, it's with with great trembling that I bring this to you because I'm telling you, I've I've told you, I've shared this with you before I've shared it with my family. I, I have no... Before I leave this earth, I will probably be arrested. It's coming here. Usually we're about two years behind Europe. Usually we're about two years behind Europe. In Canada, there are churches being burnt to the ground all the time. You're not hearing about it. In Canada, pastors are being arrested. Usually we're two years behind Europe. It's happen Everything's happening faster now. So now it's going to be more and more taboo, for lack of a better word, for me to say, "Hey, you know this is wrong." For me to preach the truth. For me to say things that are absolute truth because it offends somebody. My brothers and sisters, this is true. It's not going to change. Now I'm going to just just for anybody who happens to be listening. And for our young people, it doesn't matter what they say or what they try to teach you, what books they show you in school, because they're doing that now as well. It doesn't matter what they say. Here's what God said. It says in the scripture very plainly, he made them two, male and female, he made them. That's what it says. Two genders, male and female. So now watch. They always want to say, follow the science. Okay, scientifically then prove to me that there's 90-something other genders. Just, just show me a gender other than, show me more than an X chromosome and a Y chromosome. Show me. Let's follow the science. Let's scientifically... Now, listen, this is not... I, I don't hear just this. Listen to what the Spirit of God is trying to tell us. There is truth and it's not subject to the Listener. It is totally and absolutely truth. One truth. One word. That's it. So I'm going to dance on some of y'all's favorites. Uh, Oprah, Steve Harvey. Uh, no, there's not more than one way. There's not more than one way. No. George Bush was quoted as saying something. I hope, he, I, hope I miss. They misquoted him or something, that there's more than one way to get there. There's no, there's not more than one way. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No other way. Was he delirious? Maybe Jesus should have got a psychoanalyst. Think about that for one moment the one who went into a grave, the one who gave himself up, the one who was tortured and beat beyond recognition, that one who got on that cross voluntarily, that one who allowed that to happen, and while they're doing it to him, he's saying, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. That one that went in that grave, and then the third day he comes out, that body came out alive. Walked on earth for 40 days. And that said, listen. Everything I told you had happened. Now here's what to, here's what you need to go do going forward. Hallelujah. Yeah, he needs help. <laughs> he said, "Listen." He said, "Listen." All authority on heaven and earth has been given. Hallelujah. How about you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so we're going to Nehemiah chapter 8. Now, just to give some of you, because... to go and uh, go back to Jerusalem and to, you know... check on the peeps and, and, and make offerings and sacrifices to the God. Because the, those other people, even though they were pagans, they believed in all kind of gods. And said, yeah, go ahead to the God of that land and make sacrifices to the God of that land because he's the God of that land. No, 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 he's the God of all of it. So anyway, so Ezra goes back. 12 to 14 years later, Nehemiah goes back. The king lets him go back and, and gives him the things that he needs to make passage and gives him the things that he needs to start getting the walls built around Jerusalem, okay? So here's where we find ourselves. The walls, are be, the walls are built, and here's where we find ourselves in Nehemiah 8. All the people gathered together as one man. All what people? See, there were already people that were there because they were scattered and they hid out, but there was also people that the king let him bring back with him. They, they estimate there was probably about 50,000 people or so that were gathered in this one, uh, at this one event. Gathered And they all gathered as one man. You hear what that means? You, you know what that means? The two testament, the New Testament way of saying as has one mind, one accord. They all had the same heart. They were there for one reason. God. They wanted to honor God. They were in the open square that was in front of the water gate and they uh, told Ezra the scribe to bring... see Ezra the scribe? You see that office? They told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses which the Lord had commanded Israel. So now he goes out there and there's this... It's, it's not going to be a book like you see me holding this Bible right here. It's going to be a scroll. He's got to... Un- wind this scroll so Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear was understanding on the first day of the seventh month then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday lock the doors Tony I've gotten until a long time if they were there for about six hours what time did I get up here no one have a heart attack ain't gonna happen but my brothers and sisters, they were gathered, and it says that, listen, he gets up, he, they're, they're wanting to hear the word. They don't have what we have. Right? They have the law of most, they have the first five books of the Bible is basically what they have. And that's what they're asking for that to be right. You know, the part, the part of the Bible that when we get in there and we have to start reading about all those genealogies, and we're, you know, we're falling asleep and all this, that's what they needed to hear. They wanted to hear the word of God. Are you with me? Alright, so. So he read until from morning until midday before the men and the women and those who could understand. See, earlier it says they, they, those people were gathered, those who could understand. That means at ages, so some of you young people that are in here, that means you're responsible. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. everybody can. Everybody that is under the sound of my voice, when I'm speaking the word of God, you're responsible for it. You're responsible for. It. I shared with the folks on Wednesday. There are some guys that like to get me talking at work because they think once they get me talking, they don't have to go to work because I'm going to sit there and preach and get long-winded. <laughs> That's okay. It's true. I'll sit there and I'll answer all their questions, and and they're going to ask me more questions. I know because they don't want to go to work, but they'll ask me more questions. And I'll, my brothers and sisters, I've told them but I don't know that they really take it to heart. Okay, now you're responsible for what you just heard. Young people, old people, people in the middle, this word's speaking something to us. You're hearing words coming out of my mouth. You're responsible for them now. What are you going to do with them? Because the words that I'm speaking, I'm speaking to you right from the word of God. So now you're responsible. What are you going to do with it? Okay, so now I want to see. I'm an equal opportunity toe tapper. I'm going to step on everybody's toes. So now, us older people, we're we're glad sometimes when the pastor says that. We're glad sometimes when our young people hear from somebody else. And I and I agree with you. It's helpful and it's good most of the time. My children, when they heard something and they would repeat it back to me, I wanted to say, "Didn't I tell you that?" Well, I don't know. Right? But but my brothers and sisters, listen, listen. Here's the problem as parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and everything. You know, we're saying stuff, but what are we doing? See, we're, we're always telling our children something, but what are we doing? Come on. Come on. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Now that i stepped on everybody's toes, we'll just, just do it. So before the men and the women, all those who could understand, in the ears of all the people, they were attentive to the book of the law. You hear that? While he's reading for some six, five or six hours, what it's saying is everybody was paying attention. Right now there are people that left this room already. They couldn't seem to stand here for an hour. There are people, I, it drives me crazy when I see some of you because you can't get ready for church. you are you're, some of you that... Hey, hey I, I'm no Stephen Furtick. I'm, I'm not going to say, I'm the best speaker, not even the second best. But I will tell you this, I'm not speaking anything that's not coming out of that word right now. So, so my brothers and sisters, look, when you're sitting there and I'm boring you because this is the word, well, I, I love this, when I read scripture, oh, you know, I, really, I read scripture, it's boring. No, my brothers and sisters, this is the word of God. These people were listening to the first five books of the law. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. These people are listening to those books and they're staying attentive. Wow! We can't even go 45 minutes without going to the bathroom or going here or going there. Come on now. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm, I'm not. But look at this. This is where it must start. This is where it starts. So Ezra the scribe took on the platform of wood which he had made for the purpose of beside and beside him at his right hand there were thirteen other. I'm not going to pronounce all their names because I'm going to mess them up. So thirteen other elders with him. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. I read to you when we started right out of this book. If you go home and you look at Psalm 33, it's going to say exactly what I just said for, for the first nine verses. You have that ability. Not all of that they didn't. You have that ability. You can go home and you have the word of truth available to you. Some of you, you have it electronic. I'm telling you, enjoy it electronic while it, while you can, while it lasts. Because someday, the only thing that you'll have electronically will be corrupted. Yes. It'll say what they want it to say. Exactly. Yep. Believe me, and not only that, not only the Bible, they're doing it with other books right now. Yep. So if you have paper hard covers, or copies that are real copies... Hang on to them, because they are changing things electronically. I'm telling you. If people think I'm a weirdo, and I'm a, even my own family thinks that I'm out there. I'm telling you, listen to what I'm telling you. I told you something in O-12, and here we are. And I'm telling you by the Word of God right now, it is changing fast. Fast. He can split the sky at any moment. If He split the sky right now, would you go? Would you go? would you go? Got a little quiet. Come on. He opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people, and when he opened it, all the people stood up. Did you hear that? When he opened that scroll, all the people stood up. Why? This honor of the Word of God. There was this respect for this authority. This, they honored the Word of God. It was sp- something that was special. See, because we have so many of these things laying around, do we actually you know, hold them in, in such esteem as they did? Maybe that's part of the problem. Why are we can to get it anywhere? You know, I don't even have to carry it around anymore. Mm. Is that maybe why we take it for granted? Maybe we don't hold it in higher high regard as we should? My brothers and sisters, this is the Word of God. This will never change as I've opened this message with. This is truth. It's his truth. Everything else is changing and and, and evolving. Not this. All the people stood up and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. What does that mean? He prayed. He thanked God. He blessed the Lord. Hallelujah. He didn't get up there and just read. He worshipped God. Then all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces toward the ground. They were humble. Good words, Steve. Thank you. They revered the word of God. They they were humbled. They lifted up their hands. I wish that all men everywhere would lift up holy hands without wrath, without doubt. Hallelujah. In some churches, if you lift up your hands, you might get the stink eye. scripture. It says it. That's what they did. Some churches won't allow stringed guitars in their uh, worship bands. Am I the only one that knows that? Come on. Why? Man, King David had a stringed instrument. He had a stringed instrument and he was out there by himself. Oh, and when he was out there by himself, listen, doing what his father told him to do. Listen to me. Obeying the authority that was over him, Jesse said, "You're the young. You're going out there. This is what you're going to do. Your other brothers have these duties. You have that duty. Am I preaching to somebody right now? You know, David is. I, I want to do this, Dad. This one. I like this one. No, no. Okay. No. No. This is what you do. And he was out there, and he's out there with sheep—stinky, smelly, stupid sheep." And so what is he doing? Oh, man, I wish I was one of my brothers. I, man, oh, man, I wish I... No. he's He makes a strength instrument and he starts singing praises to the Lord his God. He starts praising God and writing psalms and then guess what he testifies this of himself when it was time to protect those sheep when the lion or the bear tried to get one of his sheep he was able to defeat them why because God was with him why because he spent his time with God not lamenting over what he did not have or what he couldn't do hallelujah and he God called him a man after his own heart that's my king hallelujah was he perfect now, nah. so there were. Listen, so now he reads the word. Ezra reads the word. Let me get through this. He reads the word, but then there were all of these other Levites and other elders that he he helped. That he sent them among the people to help the people understand the law. Did you hear that? So now, picture this. You got all of these. Thousands of people there. And so now he's reading the law, but then he sends these Levites and these other folks to go out there and explain what's being said. Because I could just imagine that, you know, that law, I'm, I have trouble with it. I've got to read it over and over again and, then, and cross-reference it. Don't look at me like that. Some of you don't look. I have to cross-reference and look. And, and there's sometimes, again, you're going through the genealogies and all this other stuff and I'm thinking, oh, man, this doesn't... What, how is this doing me good? Oh, it's doing me awesomely good. But I'm taking the time and I'm honoring the Word of God just like they did. And now they want that Word. They want that law ministered to them. And now we need to go in there and let's go ahead and make sure that they understand what's happening. What is this law actually saying? How does it apply to you? Amen? See, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that, you know, you just read the Word. and No, you, you have to gain some understanding. Right? And so when I'm preaching and teaching and then others may minister to you, fathers, mothers, you're teaching your children the scriptures and you're helping them out with application and what it means and so on and so forth. But, but listen, they didn't have Holy Spirit in them. You have Holy... If you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you have external help, but more importantly, you have internal help. Amen? So come on now. So I can't even help to teach you. I can't even preach without the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. So now, but look at this. There's this, this, this reverence for the Word. The Word is being taught and preached, or actually, it's just being read. So now you have these other folks that are going out there to now minister, you know, to teach, and to give understanding. And so I can imagine that there's these people out there, and this Word is being read, and all of a sudden you get a look like this. Huh? What did he just say? And I can, What? What does that mean? No, no, no. They're still giving reverence to the Word, but they want, there's a hunger. We want to know what the Word of God says. So this is happening. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and the scribe, and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord, and, and the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people wept when they heard the Word of the Lord. Did you hear that? They heard the Word, it was being explained to them, and they started to weep. Why? that is hitting my heart. Mm -hmm. That is reading my mail. That is telling me I'm not quite there. Mm -hmm. So it said, they started to weep, but about 10,000 of them walked off and joined another congregation. Oh no, it didn't say that. (laughs) But that's what happens. That's what happens. My brothers and sisters, you don't need me or any other minister of the Lord God to console you in your sin. You don't need me or any other minister who loves you, who cares about you, to say it's all right. It's not alright. But here's what you do need somebody like me or another minister to say. It's not okay, but He's okay. It's not okay, but He still loves you. It's not okay, but listen, He's already died for you so that now you can go the right way. Right? You don't have to serve a penance. You don't have to go and cut a lamb's throat. You don't have to go ahead and work out any probationary period. Just trust and believe in Him. Follow Him. Amen? Follow Him. That takes care of it all. He took care of it all on that cross. Now your responsibility is, listen... Fill yourself up with his truth. And when the enemy comes to you and all of these so-called modern-day philosophers, all of these modern-day historians that are rehearsing and rewriting all of our history to try and get you to think a certain way, who are trying to divide the church, divide us again, I'm going to say it again, they're trying to divide us because when we're together, we're too powerful, we're too strong. When you are supporting me and they come to try to arrest me, they're going to have to deal with you. And I don't mean you're going to jump on them and... well. I don't mean you're going to jump on them, but I, what I'm saying is you're going to be praying. You're going to be, listen, you're not going to scatter and say, he was a liar. I knew it from the beginning. When they come to arrest me, you're going to be on your knees praying for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if I am in prison, if I am in jail, I need your prayers. If I am in prison and I am in jail, I don't want my grandchildren to cry and lament for me. I don't want you all to cry and lament for me. I want you to pray for me. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Why? Because I know what the Lord has told us. And I will not back down. And you shouldn't back down either. It doesn't matter what they're trying to tell you about anything. How you should be mad at this one, that one. They don't believe what they say. They don't know nothing. Follow the science. And they can't even follow the science. God created science. But we're going to go ahead and call a banana carrot. No, no, no. Isn't that so stupid? But now an educated person of psychology who's trying to help people. Yes, I will call a banana a carrot because it might offend somebody if I don't. Are you kidding me right now? How does that help? How does it help? How does it help to deny the truth? It doesn't. It doesn't. But here, my brothers and sisters, we as born-again Christians... Man, we've been doing it for too long. We pick and choose the truth that we want to live. We pick and choose what we think is right. These people, I marvel at the people that lived back then at Jeremiah's day. I'm sorry, Nehemiah's day. And and I marvel at Jeremiah's day too because here you have a prophet warning them, telling them this is going to happen, this is going to happen, knowing that they ain't going to believe him. But he keeps doing it anyway and they don't believe him. Sometimes I know how that feels. And sometimes it's my own fault. My brothers and sisters, listen to me, please. There is one truth. One truth. This is it. And how are you going to, listen, how are we going to go ahead and use this authority that we have in the Word if we don't know the Word? How are we going to go ahead and live according to truth when we don't know what the truth is? We pick out and... Again, we can't pick and choose those things. We have to know what the... The first five books of the law and those people were moved in their hearts. They were moved. They wanted to weep. But I've got good news. I've got good news. Because the Spirit of the Lord on the men of the Lord said, Don't weep. Don't mourn. This is a holy day unto the Lord. You don't have... No! Because you came and because your heart was broken, because you have a desire for God, because you wanted to hear His truth, now God... We we'll receive your sacrifice and when, by the way, when you go there and you repair, and you're preparing your feast, make sure that you take care of your neighbors who can't prepare a feast make sure you're taking care of your older people, make sure you're taking care of those people who are poor who have less than you, they may not be able to have this feast so when you're eating the sweet and you're pre- my brothers and sisters, make sure you take care of each other. Make sure you take care of each other. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. It none of that matters. Make sure you take care of each other. Why? There's one truth for everybody, all nations, all skin colors, all genders, all ages. One truth. His name is Jesus. Amen? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. He's coming soon, so I can't play. I can't tell you, young people, old people, everybody in between, it's going to be alright. Yeah, No, it, it is going to be alright. Like I said to that guy during the week, I read the back of the book. We win. But we have to make sure that we're on... your time search your own self see the look at these things see look look at the problem that we have with other people I want to tell you I'm going to stay here you got to help me listen if you're having trouble forgiving people according to this truth come on you know it not for you in this word know in this room know what this word says right if you're... If, listen. Abstain from all evil. So what does that mean? Don't even look like you're doing wrong. Don't even look like it. It says not to give the flesh the, the, uh, what it needs to sin. But we still flirt with lines. We still look at stuff. We still hear people. Listen. Those things that are causing you to stray from this, if you don't separate yourself from it, you're not going to make it. If Listen, I'm telling you, parents, guardians, listen, you could tell your kids all day long about the Word of God and what you believe, but they're watching what you're doing. So I'm telling you, when you start talking bad about the neighbor or when you start talking bad about the other relative, when you start showing your anger and your wrath... Guess what? You're giving them permission also to do so. And more. Because you can't tell them you can't do this, you can't do that. But then you're taking liberties in other areas and expect them to think that you're abiding by the truth or what you're saying is true. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. And young people, just because you didn't get caught by mom and daddy, doesn't mean you got away with it. And I'm telling you for again, I'm telling you again, I don't care how old you are, they read in the hearing of all who could understand. There are people of all ages. You may be 12 years old right now. I don't know how old you are, but you're hearing this right now. And I'm telling you, there's a Jesus who loves you. And He died for you. And you may not understand everything that you need to understand at this point, but there's enough understanding in you right now to hear that God loves you, He died for you, and there's a way that you should go. His name is Jesus. Follow Him. Amen! Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing this. It doesn't matter. I've been a Christian for four or something years. It doesn't matter how long. I'm still learning. There's still stuff that I need. And there's, listen, even more so now. I know that He's coming back soon. I'm confessing stuff I did when I was 14 years old. My brothers and sisters, I want to be clean before Him. I don't want to miss the rapture of the church. I I may be arrested before I'm raptured, but that's okay because even if I'm arrested and sitting in a stinky, smelly cell, it's not going to compare to what's going to happen after I'm gone out of here. So if I'm raptured out of a stinky, smelly cell, some of y'all, you can have it. I don't want it. I'm gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. I can be sure of that. How? His word is the final authority. His word is the final authority. It doesn't matter what all of these modern day philosophers say. It doesn't matter what they say their truth is. What matters is what He says. He is the one who is the righteous judge. He will have the final say-so. He will have the final say-so. I'm going to read this to you. I'm reading out of Hebrews 5, 9. You've heard this before and you've heard it from me. But I want to leave you with this passage. Okay? Hebrews 5, beginning in 9. Having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who... He's the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Not who all who name him. Not who all who just can say his name and say they believe in him but to all who obey him. How do I know how to obey him? What did he say? Got to look it up. Amen. You got to look it up. Amen. So, and having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Called by God as high priest, this is according to the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. See, there's this more this depth that we have to, we can teach you more. That you can, you can learn more, and it could be very fruitful for your life. Not so that you can live on a mansion on a hill on this earth. Fruitful for your life, so that you can name it and claim it. No, fruitful for your life to be able to do, uh, to 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 finish the mission that God called you to. To glorify Himself. To finish, listen, so that you could be fruitful. The the fruit that He's commanding that you produce. Not your own fruit, not your own idea. Well, I must be serving God well because I have plenty of money. Uh, My kids are all going to private school or we got a big house, we got two cars, we got a pool, we got... No! All of that is going to burn. You can't judge your success on that. That doesn't mean that you're fruitful. Fruitful according to giving God glory with your life, glorifying God in your life. Come on now. These people that are being arrested—there are many of our brothers and sisters that I shared with you that we support in the in the mission in Uganda and Kenya—they've been arrested for meeting, just for meeting a church. So, are they not serving God because they're experiencing some hardship? No, they're experiencing hardship because they are serving God. But we judge differently you've become dull of hearing. Hearing what? This word. See, you're, you're here now, you're listening, and some may be listening uh, electronically, but are you really hearing? Faith comes by hearing. But if you do a word study on that word, it really is to understand what's being said. So that's why it's so important when, listen, my brothers and sisters, that's why I brought to you what, what, what happened in Nehemiah chapter 8. There was that law that was being spoken. Just words that were being read. But as soon as they got out there and they start telling these people what it means, something happened. Are you with me? See, we care about going to church sometimes and we'll read the word, but my brothers and sisters, do we understand it? See, that's your responsibility. Your responsibility is to make sure that you're understanding what you're reading. Not just check the box I read. Okay, what did it mean? That's your responsibility. Find out what it meant. Oh, I don't have time, Tony. i got to work. i got to get... Listen, are you kidding me right now? You don't have time for this? The only truth that will stand forever? Come on. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you, again, the first principles of the oracles of God. And you've come to need of milk and not of solid food. For everyone who partakes of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. You know, if you continue to have to just get the milk fed to you, saying you're immature... But it's time that you've become mature in the Lord. But solid food belongs to those who are full age or mature. That is how is defined. How is being mature defined? That is who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Did you hear that? Do you hear that? That means you've heard the word and you've put it to use. You've lived it out. You've gotten some bumps and bru- right? so You've got some bumps and bruises, didn't you? You got some bumps and bruises, didn't you? You got some bumps and bruises, but you know something now, don't you? Come on now. You know something now. And see, now f- for me, I could eat these. Okay, that's good. Very good. Let's pray for you. No. Listen. It's up to people like us, people who are more mature in the Lord, to help the the lesser matured people to understand what the Word of God is saying. And it, See, I've been told that, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, pre- I'm preaching the truth, but there's no love. Are you kidding me? If I didn't love you, I wouldn't preach like this. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't even be here. I love God more than anybody or anything. I love my family, my grandkids, I love so even my own kids, I got to say unpopular things to. I don't like it. I don't want them mad at me or upset with me. I'm the pop pop who tells the girls that they're showing too much skin. <laughs> right? Come on. I'm the pop pop who said, well, you know, do you really want to say that? You know, come on, I'm the dad that, 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 that points out things that maybe you, know, maybe you ought to think about this. And now I'm your pastor, your shepherd that points out these things to you. And, and we don't have a lot of people here because they don't like things being pointed out to them. But my brothers and sisters, think about this for a minute, just for a minute. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't do it. It's not fun. But my brothers and sisters, here's the deal. There's one truth. There's one truth. There's one truth. There's one truth. One truth. And, 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 and listen, no matter how we want to sugarcoat things, or no matter how much we want to whitewash things, no matter how we, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, listen, I'd rather hurt your feelings now than for you to be hurt for eternity, separated from God. Right? So don't get mad at me. No, I'm serious. My family, don't get mad at me. I'm telling you that there's such an urgency in my spirit right now. There's such an urgency. I know that the Lord is coming back very, very soon. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to tell you I can name other ministers of God, which I won't, who know the same thing that I do. Know it. He's coming back soon. I don't want any of you to miss. I want you to be up there in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. For the Lord himself shall descend from the heavens with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Amen. So shall we ever be with them. Comfort one another with these words. Man, I can comfort you with those words. With Listen, I could speak those words to you with all confidence. You know why? That's his word. He said that. Through his apostle. That's truth. He said he spoke of it when he was here himself out of his own mouth. It's spoken. It's true. It's not going to change. It doesn't matter what anybody says. That's going to happen. And I want you and me, our families, our loved ones, I want us all to go and be together in the air to meet him in the... Amen. 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 Stand with me. As the praise team comes back. Listen, as the praise